Welcome back to the Jan Thetford Podcast. I am Tanner Thetford, her son. We are recording our second little episode here today, Blue Hands and, and all, but yes. we left off last time when we were talking about your first incentive trip, you're meeting people all over the world um, or all over the United States, cultures, everything's being matched, but you're in a different season of life now. Right. So we talked about time management and people management, and it was I felt like even thinking and looking back on it, it was very self-focused at the time because you're really learning. That's how we start, right? We have to learn how to manage ourselves. Right. Now you have how many people that are working with you that you've either recruited or been recruited by somebody you've recruited. Where are we at now? We're, in, we're at about the 250 to 300 mark. So 300 in the Jan Thetford area. Now, the Jan- now we're still a unit. Okay, we're not an Jan area Thetford yet. unit. Yes. Forgive me. I'm, that's okay. No, I, that's I do fine. pretty good, I feel like, with the language. I think you terms. do very good. Because now very... we're at the Jan Thetford National Area. Right, but we're not quite there yet. So, so we're at the unit. Right. Sounds like a CrossFit gym. Right. The Jan Thetford unit. Right. Um, <clears throat> but 250 people, we're no right. longer just about right. Jan anymore. So what are we learning? What are we doing? Where are we? Because this is new time management. This is new money management. This right. is because now you're putting on those money night events that cost money. Yes, we're doing a lot Lots of that expenses. Stuff. There. Okay, so here's where I'm going to tie You're a business in now, Mary really. Kay, our direct selling company, Mary Kay, with independent contractors and everybody. You know, basically my role as a national sales director or as a sales director, I worked with volunteers. These are women who decided they would try Mary Kay and they either, we've talked about this, but it's worth talking about again, maybe they're, they're either coming in to get their own products at a great price or they're coming in to sell to family and friends and just make some kind of, you know, part-time cash flow or they're coming in to make a change in their life. So, you know, they want to change their address is what we usually say. Like they want to, they they want this Mary Kay money to be something that they can live on and do things with. And so at this point in time, I realized I had these three different types of people. And back to our priorities that we talked about before, you know, I knew that I didn't want our home. It was hectic sometimes, but I didn't want, I officed out of my home, but I didn't want our home to feel like an office. Neither did your dad. That was a big thing for him. So um, at this point, I realized I needed to kind of shift the way I was managing my time a little bit. And I really became good here and um, actually talked to a group of uh, my 40-year-old friends about this yesterday, but um, really, really good with compartmentalizing. You know, last time we said about um, be where you are, right? be where you are. And so... We have, and I might have mentioned this before, but we have a little tool that Mary Kay gave us that really originated from Zig Ziglar. Zig was a motivational speaker way before your time. But I know still, Zig, stinking thinking. <clears throat> but stinking thinking, but he's, but he he introduced Mary Kay to this form called the six most important things to do list, and then we tied it in with a weekly plan sheet. And it's, I mean, you can print it off today. I can send you with one when you leave. I know you'll love it. But it's can just you fa- basically. Can you fax it to me? I can fax it to you. That'd be awesome. Here's the thing, though. Truthfully, people do that on their phone now, but it's so little. I love having a. You know, y'all have kind of talked about this before with me, but I love having a paper copy. But this is a piece of paper. Sunday through Saturday, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's blank. And every Saturday afternoon, I would sit down, and I would build. I would build my week according to what was important that next week. 
And so for y'all would come home with your backpacks and you'd have the list of all the things going on at school or special days or programs or meetings. I would write all those in. Your dad was coaching a little bit there. He was in real estate. So when we had a lot, so we just put our moving pieces together. And then after I had put in the things that I found of value that I wanted to do with, within my other priority schedule is then I saw the blanks of time mm -hmm. that I could work Mary Kay. Was it eight to five, nine to five? <laughs> Absolutely not. So it was Absolutely not. So that's when we got really used to pockets of time, <laughs> you know, finding your pockets of time. And we had this thing that we did in Mary Kay, and I think we could use it in other businesses, but it's kind of cheesy, but it worked. we called it a power hour to where if you could find one hour. That's a drinking game. Too. Oh, it's a drinking game? Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that. Oh, I'm so happy <laughs> to learn that. Those of you who know about that. Well, um, in my world, it wasn't a drinking game. Baby. You wouldn't like it. I'm sure I would. I'd have no doubt in my mind that I would like. But so, in fact, it scares me to think you would drink like that for an hour. That's not good at all. Okay. <laughs> A power hour. But you would call for an hour. You would initiate contact with people for an hour. Now, for my young moms, that was impossible. They couldn't have an hour of no interruptions. Mm -hmm. But we did it in increments of 30 minutes. But when y'all were in school, I disciplined myself to do a power hour a day. You know, just because that was the time where I was 100% focused. So like when your grandmother would call, my mother, and she'd want to visit, and I would just have to say, Mom, can I call you right back? I gotta finish this hour, because I'm- Because that's I'm, an hour. I'm in the mud, for sure. <laughs> I, and we didn't have cell phones, so I couldn't call her on my way to pick y'all up at You're school. You're not like that at all, though. I know, I'm just like her. <laughs> I mean, I know that. But at that time, I was initiating that contact, you know, so I noticed that my time shifted a little bit there, because I went from not only leading me, to handling my home, but to leading people. Well, here's a question. It sounds like to lead yourself was a lot of learning, but to lead others, you had to leave yourself even more. It, that's exactly so right. So when you think about leading others, but you can't do that unless you're leading yourself even better. Right. That's the six most important things list. And what's coming out of that? Because then you put down the thing. So we had this thing that we said, it, I don't think it would go with a drinking power hour really, but it was like at night I'm an employee and in the daytime I'm the, I mean at night I'm the employer in the daytime I'm the employee. So at night I would write down the six most important things that I need to do the next day to reach my goals. That's the value of knowing what we've talked about before, the career path, what I wanted to do, how I had to get there. And so of course we get, remind ourselves. But you're having to get your hours all over the place. You don't really, so essentially what you're saying is I'm going to focus for 30 minutes mm -hmm. twice a day, twice a day to initiate contact with people. I don't know. And then as we've talked about before, I initiate in my energy times. So mm -hmm. some people are morning initiators, some people are afternoon initiators, some, you know, just whenever you get your rhythm going, but the six most important things, Tanner, were things that I knew with my head had to be done that next day at some point. Yeah. And when you have a, fluid family, you know, you can't, it was okay if I didn't get it done at 10, but before I went to bed, they had to be done. And so it wasn't like call Janie, call Susie, call Mary. It was like book three appointments, mm -hmm. follow up with three customers, you know, or five or however, whatever my goals were and make sure that before the day was over, I had sold X amount of dollars. How, if it took me two calls or four calls or 10 calls, I didn't stop until I'd sold with that sold or I had talked to that people. So it, whatever your job entails that has to be done for you to move forward 
that's what you you just give yourself a list that has to be done. What? Why do you think the Zig Ziglar or the Power Hour or why do you think those stuck with you? They worked. But there's lots. Of, I mean, there's lots of time management. You know, there's a lot. How do you do this? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. And from what I found, and from your coach, really, uh, when I went to see him, Doctor Baxter was find what works for you. Right. Because the way he does things, the way I, he taught me to do things, is totally different. But why right. do you think those initially stuck? That's a really good question. Probably because it allowed me the flexibility that I needed to keep my other priorities. You know, if I had plugged into a system where you do this from nine to ten, you do this. Talk about just push, just shoot me now. If I have to, you do this from nine to ten, this from ten to eleven, this from eleven to twelve, every day. Now sometimes I would do the same things every day, but you know, you you I got to choose when I did them, and then if one of my children forgot their lunch or forgot their backpack or something, and I had to just stop and run across town to their school, I didn't feel rattled. I just thought, okay, I'm going to have to pick that up some. I'm going to have to get that done. And I was driven. Yeah. So that, you know, I wanted, because I wanted the results. And I think that's one of the things that those speakers did. You know, they, they explained the results of staying on track and what would happen if you, if you did that. You know, when kids do that, it really just shows poor parenting. Yeah, it yes, it does. Oh, yes. It <laughs> Listen, when we're all through this podcast, I'm going to show you some things about Tanner <laughs> that are so dang funny. Okay. But, okay. Um, but that's, he was a great kid. He just, kids are kids, and I'm the same I'm way as you. I'm you. I'm spacey. We're big picture. Details are not I that. Know. Like, even I, I even take these notes so we can remember them later, and I'm like, well, they're all jumbled together. It's just, <laughs> the, cra- it's just the craziest thing. Read them. But when, in that time, Tanner, those, as I was saying, my, what I did yesterday, it was like I would designate time to call my key people. Mm-hmm. Key meaning they wanted my input. <laughs> they they were open to partnering with me to support them, in, but like like Roxy and like Tanya, you know, to support them in building their business. So maybe I would even go do appointments with them, or maybe we'd talk on the phone, or maybe we... But not everybody in my 250 group did that. In fact, in the way our business is run, and I, y'all might be the same, but the people that wanted my attention, what we would consider A consultants that you know were kind of self-motivated and driven, they were the smallest group. Yeah. So you had the small group of people that wanted something, the medium group, there were people that were hanging out, and the biggest group were those that were getting out. Well, I mean, it was, you know, they didn't like it. They didn't, yeah. they didn't come in to stay. Well, and that's generally where the attention naturally drifts. To the people and who are And then you leave it. the top ones mm-hmm. alone because you only have so much focus. And so, and you do have to, so as our technology got better, my systems took care of the people that were not very engaged. And then it gave me and my person was able to invest in the people that what wanted you, it. What would you change looking back? Um... That's an on-the-spot question. No, but it's a good one. I wish I could have gotten a grip on my uh, being able to focus better. I I tried way too many years to do everything good. And I realize now, you know, let's separate what, what really matters and then just invest in that. So that's probably what I would change. Although... You don't really know how to do it until you do it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, you learn the lessons. But I wish I'd focused on the I cans versus the ones that were leaving 
because I took it personally when they left. That's a whole other subject for a whole other day. Well, and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Now you have a new hat, or you've had one for about eight years now, and right. you're about to have your fourth hat, but you have your Grand Jan hat. Right. When you're wearing that hat and these littles are with you, are you able to do anything else? No. <laughs> and, you know, I thought I was going to be able to. Because you can't. No. I, and I quit trying. And so, like, I had the pleasure of having your children a day this week, and I on purpose. And the puppy. I heard you love. And the puppy. <laughs> and the puppy. Okay. They got very anxious towards the end. But um, it was just interesting. But I, on purpose, like, I want to talk to these children. They're, what they say is so funny. And, I mean, you, your intentionality is their lives at this day that will go away, be gone before you know it. Well, that, but it's so, interesting because you love them so much, and they're physical, and they're your mm -hmm. grandkids. But you're saying the same thing here. Right. And you're trying to wear all these hats at once, right? And you learned having to change that. That and this is the season where I learned to. I just had to go. I had to play ball with the people who were ready to play, and that was hard for me because I wanted to support everybody and be nice and be, you know know your family and and I just that those days I didn't have time to do that. I had to focus on. The main thing, and that's the people that wanted to move up at this season of their lives. Some of these other women kicked in later, mm -hmm. you know, and but it was about me learning the value of, like one little thing I did with my time when I was working with people, I don't know if this worked for everybody today, but I realized that all of my personal appointments, like hair, nails, dentist, doctor, well checks, anything for me, I did them on Fridays and I rather than here there and everywhere and just because basically for years I had from 830 to 3 to work mm -hmm. and then that was it and then so I had to get so then I Fridays I just did my personal stuff and then that was all that day and then kind of gave me a mental health day too to not have to be engaged every day because if you're getting your nails done on a Friday which I know is very important so important. or if you're getting your nails done on a Tuesday you feel bad for getting your nails done. Yeah. Because you should be making calls and right. selling your goals. Right. And then y'all were playing sports. So we had a lot of Saturday, a lot of weekend stuff. Our family, there was a season in there, a good three, four, five years where I didn't even plan on working on the weekends. It was not an option. Mm -hmm. And I, once I realized I didn't have to, it may make other days of the week a little bit more heavy, but I, I wasn't going to. Once I just tried to be where I am, everything got better and actually we got more productive. So everything is so fluid, it sounds mm -hmm. like, when you have, and it's always, you're always tweaking. You mentioned Zig Ziglar. You obviously have some books here. What, yes. what else are you reaching for at this time? Because are you feeling underwhelmed or inadequate at this time? Or you feel like, okay, I kind of get a grip on some of this stuff. Yes, because with, we have a saying, with every new level, there's a new devil. Like every time I'd grow. How do you remember all these sayings? Because I say them, and y'all make fun of me. That's Y'all make fun of me my whole life. But I say these. They're profound. Every new level, there's a new devil. So every time you grow, there's something you don't know. I think we think, I'm going to grow, and then I'm going to know it all when I get there. The truth of the matter is, you just grow out of where you were to your new place, and then you don't know where you are there. But if you stay there, you won't, you won't grow. So you have mm -hmm. to learn the next step. The next step. You know, it's like that story on John Maxwell. I already told it. But I'll tell it again because maybe y'all missed that podcast. <laughs> Dr. John Maxwell, he was speaking and somebody said to him, oh, man, I wish I'd heard you 20 years ago. Yeah. He goes, no, you don't. I didn't know 20 years ago what I know now. Yeah. You know. I love that story about the guy who's walking every night with his wife and there's a guy in his front yard and his 
it's perfect. It's just flower beds. It's beautiful and everything. And he stops me. He goes, man, I wish my yard looked like that. He turned and goes, no, you don't. He goes, if you did, it would look like that. Yeah, oh, if you did, it would. <laughs> if you want to spend this much time as I do on it, you would have it too. Yeah, but you really yeah don't that want is it. good. You're just saying See, that. that. That could take us to place. That, that willingness, um, that willingness to, that, you know, the, Dr. Baxter that you may mention up earlier, we may need to have him on sometime too, but he said, you know, there's two reasons people don't move up in their business, in their job, in their career. They're either not willing or they're not skilled. Mm-hmm. And then the skills can be taught. It's that willingness you know, to do what you got to do to do it. Well, it's, it, that's what I, you know, the skill part of like, I don't know how to cook. Well, you could learn how to cook. You mm-hmm. just don't want to take the time to learn how. Right. And then that's, I think the problem is with this, is there's so much unknown to it and it is scary and you wake up and you don't know how to answer it. And as the person at the top, everybody looks to you like, how do you answer this? Or why, how would you do this? And, and deep down, you're like, I don't really know. I'm just going to give you my best guess. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But would you like to follow me? That'd be great. And we didn't have YouTube to send them to either. Mm-hmm. It was just us. But there was, I think there was some value in it just being us. You know, we just, and that's why I just had this thought. That's probably why we're all so close. We learn together. Yeah. You know, that's why my leaders have been with me a long time. I mean, we're really tight because it hadn't always been this together. Mm-hmm. But they didn't quit. Yeah, we had time to get to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's encouraging, but at the same time, it's like, oh, well, it's not really because I got 30 more years of what we're doing now. You'll, but you'll love it. You have this kind of stuff, and you've given me some of these, and we've talked about one of them, I right. know, but well, you're reaching for stuff, so you're looking. As we are, as I'm striving to stay up with the comments on these, and we're getting more and more, it seems like that book requests are something that I get almost every new podcast. Somebody says, hey, do you mind? Tell me what you're reading. And there's so many options, so many great writers out there. And um, But I will tell you the ones that in my, in my, in the area of time management, energy management, and um, attitude management, maybe not money on these particular books, but they, they've really helped. And so we mentioned it last time by Joshua Metcalf, but it's Chop Wood, Carry Water. Um, you know, and here, what he says is what the book's about. How to fall in love with the process of becoming great. And heavy on the becoming, not being or waking up one day and going, oh, great. I would refer this, I would give this, I would recommend this book to anybody that wants to do anything different than what they're currently doing. Because it's going to take longer and be harder than you want it to. It's going to be harder and longer than, than you want it to. And, but it's got some really good stuff in it. Uh, and real quick, just to, on today's world, I mean, what I see, especially hiring some. Uh, yeah. mid-twenties and this is and even myself it's like it takes a long time longer than you think well years and people in today's world where i can look up anything in a second and mm-hmm. we're always connected and we see people get discouraged after six weeks six months 18 months and they're not where they want to be but their expectation was off from the beginning right and mine was i mean mine is too you have to adjust it that's not the design have i already told you about the frustration gap i think i might have because no, i probably but it's it's where you are this is where you want to be and how you fill that gap right there. You know, you see where you want to go, but in getting there, you don't just arrive. It's a lot of this. This was the, this energy bus by John Gordon and he's a very good writer, but he, um, yes. Hello. Thank you. Okay. This was the first book that I read. It's such an easy read because it's in story mode, but about the value of, how my energy affected 
the room I was in. And um, it's really good about, and how you become energetic, not like, but just positive and expecting. It's, it's very, very good. The Energy Bus by John um, Gordon. 10 Rules to Fuel Your Life, Work, and Team with Positive Energy. So the team was what stuck, because it, this is the season we were having meetings and doing stuff. And, doing, and then the last one to talk about today, um, this is a newer book for him, but, but one of his older books, which I couldn't find, was very similar. So this was one that reminded me of it. John Maxwell Today Matters and the value of having your best day today. 12 Daily Practices to Guarantee Tomorrow's Success. Here's why I love this book and why I talk about it so much. All of us want to be guaranteed success. <laughs> so when this says 10 daily practices that when you get good at will guarantee you're successful tomorrow, I mean, that's that's worth. And plus another thing I love about Dr. Maxwell is he's a, he's a former pastor and everything is biblical. Mm-hmm. So I, lo- I love that. Well, you've always been a reader. You've always given books and I didn't read them until I got really to the place where I needed other help and you start mm-hmm. to look at I can't do this by myself anymore and maybe there's right. something in here and then they start to help and they start to pull you and obviously some of them make a bigger impact than others but uh, and some of them I don't read the whole thing yeah I just why would you why, 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 yeah. why write this from start to finish <laughs> I only have 30 minutes to focus here <laughs> I'll just you know read the things I want to but okay so what I heard you said was find what's important right and it changes these are all fluid when I'm a baby and when I'm on a t-ball team and when I'm in high school, your priorities with me or Rachel or your kids are totally different. Right. Um, so they're going to move. But find what's important to you. Block out time, those times, because let's be honest, you're going to get your nails done. You have as far as I, long as I've known you. And we're going to keep doing it. So we're going to put that on there. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, anything else? We're going to block out the important things. You're, you're going to f- find your free pockets and fill them. Right. Starting with what's priority to you. Or like what you said about, I'm going to make calls until I sell blank amount. Because mm-hmm. I know that if I sell blank amount, I've done the math, I've researched it, I will get to this goal. Exactly. It's not a hoping. I hope this happens. You're making it happen. Right. Every day. And when you work with people, you know, sometimes you can, you're three for three. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're three for 30. People are the worst. <laughs> uh. All right. And then oh, lastly, and this is one that I struggle with, is don't let small things like a child leaving something mess you up. Right. Because there are always interruptions. There's always distractions. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get to it today. Yeah. Do you think people's to-do lists are crazy long and they're just unrealistic the way people I talk? I think so. that's why Zig Ziglar's six most. He said, if you really look at successful people and people who feel like they're on top of their thing, they have six things they try to get done that day. Mm-hmm. They don't get 10 done or 12 or 15. Because it adds up. Because mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, time just doesn't allow... I mean, they've done all the research, and you can read all the, you can read the book about it. Tells all the studies. I think I have it. You know what? Sometimes I would do though, if I got something done that was not on my list. Do you I have wrote it out cover? No, I wrote it down, and I highlighted it too because I added it to the list. I'm so proud of myself. Oh, I do that every time. If I get to scratch, I scratch it off, and if I, it's not on there, I add it and then scratch it. Yeah. But this stuck with me, and real quick, and then we'll get out of here. But Nathan Baxter said that you know he has sticky notes, and he fills he has one of those, I guess writer desk, composite desk, mm-hmm. where he's got, and he writes them. Mm-hmm. One thing per sticky note because he gets right. crumbled up and throw it away. And he says, uh, this was 15, 16 years ago that right. I, I think about it all the time. Yeah. Is when that desk is empty, he's done. It may be 11 a.m. or right. it may be 7 p.m. 
Right. But he just figured out over the years that works for that him. That works for him. Um, and I've just continued to kind of adapt that for me. I love it. And I've tried iPad. I've tried, oh, download this app. I hate the right. apps. They confuse me. Yeah. I, for some reason, it has to be handwritten. Um, but it really is finding what works for you. Because right. we're all so different. And what right. works for mom may not work for me. But um, it's. Yeah. I think those macro things that you said are very, very important. Mm -hmm. And remember that this stuff changes. And taking the time to figure out what works for you. Rather than just being frustrated, chunking it, and saying, this isn't for me. This must be God's sign. I'm not supposed to do this. No. It's not God's sign. You're not supposed to do it. It's just a matter of figuring out how you can do it with the season of your life you're in, the season of your family that you're in. Um, you know, and where we'll get to is even as a national sales director, Tanner, when your grandmother was diagnosed with cancer, I mean, I spent every Wednesday with her for three years. Maybe not every, but most every Wednesday at chemo. And that kind of changed the rhythm of mm -hmm. how I worked, but it was where we were at that season. And so you just, you have to figure it out. So I got up early and stayed up late. And do you regret it now? Not one bit. Yeah. Well, it's, not one bit. that's encouraging. And I think it's something that we'll never be done with. Nope. All right, well, you mentioned comments and people asking, I have not watched one of these or read any comments yet on the back end because I, I, I don't know why, but if somebody's watching, tag me. Maybe I'll see it. Yeah, you need to because you're pretty good at it. Mr. Lubbock on Instagram. Okay, do it. <laughs> Thank you all.